are you playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game, sometimes good, and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Sly Sean. This is Thieven Thomas and Murray Mason. And we played... How you guys doing? Why did we play this one first? I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I liked this game. I'm, I'll no, say I, that first. I, 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 but I, I do want to, I, I do want to ask, why did we play three first? Well, there's a couple reasons. One, this is my favorite. This is my favorite of the trilogy. Interesting. Uh, two, it's I'd argue the most underrated one. A lot of people back then, at least nowadays, it's kind of getting a bit of a resurgence. But back then, it was like, oh, this is a weak ending to the trilogy kind of thing. Mm. And three, it's my favorite. I'm just rounding it up again. <laughs> I think Fair enough. it's great that we're talking about this one because I do really like the franchise. I don't have as much of attachment to it as, say, Thomas does. I didn't play it as much. I was a little older when it came out. Uh, and see, so it, it wasn't necessarily my age range at the time. Okay, see, take a guess when I played the first Sly game. 2007. 2019. Okay, wow, so recently. very recent. Yeah, so okay. I only got into the franchise like pretty recently. Well, and honestly, I think same if I had played it more later, you know, later on in life and not at that age range, I probably would have been like, "Oh my gosh, why did I miss well, this I game?" Guess, yeah. Let's say 2016 round it down a bit because I don't remember for certain, but, but later on in my life. This right. game is incredibly interesting. This whole franchise is incredibly the, interesting. The franchise I, is, I, is, but this game specifically, this story and the themes in this story and the mirroring of the development and what was going on with Sucker Punch Studio or Productions, I am so excited to talk about this game because it is just so interesting. Yeah, uh, but Mason actually brings up a good point. Why I play this game first? Uh, again, I'm just being blunt. This this is my pick for the finale. Sly 3 is genuinely one of my favorite games of all mm-hmm. time. Sly Cooper is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Uh, it is it, th- All three games hold a very special place in my heart, but 3 was the one that maybe it is because I went into it with people praising the hell out of 2 mm-hmm. and not really giving 3 the time of day. But when I played 3, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I really like 3. But Mason has a good point because this game's not very friendly for beginners. <laughs> the, 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 Sly, the Sly Cooper franchise was always one that I was, was... It was always a franchise that I was like aware of. In fact, I remember very distinctly going to uh, my aunt's house and my cousin... It was, it was like for a family gathering type thing. And my cousin was like in, their, in the living room on their main TV playing one of the Sly Cooper games. I can't remember which one it was specifically because I was so young. But I, I remember seeing this game and I remember being aware of it. And, and it, it kind of similar to like 
Crash Bandicoot. I was aware of it, I just never played it for the longest time. However, unlike uh, uh, Sly Cooper, Crash Bandicoot actually went multi-platform, so I actually, mm-hmm. when I strayed away from the world of PlayStation, I still had a chance to go back to it because it was multi-platform. Whereas Sly, Sly is really very much a, it, very a, much PlayStation a PlayStation thing, thing, which is something that I guess technically, because Jack didn't have any games afterwards, it's just the three, right? Well, I guess it's it had Daxter, the Procur- uh that one PSP spinoff, mm-hmm. Jack X, but other than that, yeah. But no other like mainline console titles. Yeah. So it's just this one, obviously, there was a fourth uh, uh, Sly on the PS3. And then, obviously, Ratchet and Clank had had numerous. Ratchet and Clank has had a badonka donk zillion but sequels. So. Of the three big <laughs> PlayStation Two um, platformers, I think this is probably the most underrated of the three, but also has maybe the most passionate fan base of the three. <laughs> We're passionate because we hurt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. Sly Cooper is my personal favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, but Sly Cooper to me is just an interesting franchise because it's a combination that you don't see, but when you think about it, yeah, it kind of fits together like peanut butter and jelly, and that's platforming with heisting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And something that this game, I think, does really well uh, is in the heisting element of it in the uh, going through is that all of the characters ha- seem to have purpose. Mm-hmm. And controllable purpose. Yes. Because the whole the whole thing with Slide 3 and why people didn't like the game as much, to be honest, is because it's expanding the Cooper gang. Mm-hmm. In the second game, it's Sly, Bentley, Murray, that's it. Mm-hmm. And and that's good. That is good for that game. But I personally like that they expand the roster in Slide 3. Mm-hmm. I like all the characters they add. I like how this job is so big, the Cooper gang cannot do it alone. And needs help from enemies, mm-hmm. which I think is. I said, well, I'm, I'm going to spend a whole lot of time later on talking about the themes of this game. Well, there, but like that is so cool. The characters in this that they go back to characters from the earlier games, mm-hmm. Get, characters that are bad, that yeah. like did oh, terrible yeah. things in the previous games. One of the one of the people that they recruit in this game is the Panda King, mm-hmm. who you know helped kill Sly's dad. <laughs> it's, and it's. it's a lot of people that broke the game for them. Yes. Like I there's a let's play channel that I love. I'm not going to name them here because I'm going to talk about them negatively and I don't want to do that, but uh drop the name, I, drop the name, drop the name. No. <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm but, kidding. Um I I love this uh group. I love this let's play games series, but uh when they got to slide 3 after the Panda King was revealed as the next one, they sort of dropped off from the game. Mhm. And you can really tell their interest dropped after that. But for me, when I played it, that was when my interest was like, what the fuck? And for me playing it recently, you know, obviously playing it here, that is the scene. Uh, and I, I, I had played all three of the Sly Coopers in the past. So, like, this wasn't, like, a first experience. But it was, like, experiencing this game and remembering the scenes. And that scene, the impact and the hit of that scene legitimately is something that like so few games have done from a story point and it is so good yeah. chapter four the chapter where you recruit uh panda king is the best chapter in the game yes mm. uh i would argue it's one of the best sections on a playstation 2 game in general hmm. uh, i mean I-, I would agree personally 
I'm not even talking just story-wise. Story-wise, I think it's really good. I'm talking gameplay-wise because mm-hmm. I love the gameplay and story integration that the fourth chapter has. Yes. The fourth chapter has that gameplay story integration that is just... That just hits really mm-hmm. hard. So something interesting about this game, and I think going over to it, uh, Sucker Punch Productions is who they developed uh, the game, and they had developed Sly 1 and 2 before that. This right. would be their last Sly game. They would go on to make the infamous games and, uh, right. Ghost, of, and Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. So, I was trying to think. They, I was like, they've made other things, But at the right? time, yeah. they were quite a bit smaller than Insomniac or Naughty Dog, you know, making uh, games. They did not have the teams. Uh, they, they And you can tell that, that legitimately while the games look good, uh, they the Sly games, had they went with a stylistic look because graphically they are a little lower than the other uh, other two platformers. Yeah, and I love these games, but I ain't gonna lie. I think the animations are kind of ugly. Uh, a little <laughs> I mean, bit. Well, it's and it's stylistic. Whereas some of the and they they chose the graphic novel uh, stylistic for the, the yeah. a lot of the franchise. I, I should say the animations mm-hmm. like in the cutscenes. Yes, during gameplay they're fluid. I like the style, that graphic novel style they go with that they said was inspired mm-hmm. by Batman the animated series. Yeah. Like oh that. wow. But, like, some of, like, you talk about some of the cutscenes, like, their mouths are, like, there's a blocky feeling to their mouths and a lot of those things. But because they were a small studio and they, they, they did a lot of these little things, it's wild that they did this. They started developing this game as the ending touches of Sly 2 were on. And it came out a year later. Wow. This game had a 10-month development cycle. Sheesh. Now, for, for example, Sly 1 had about a year, a little over a year, and Sly 2 had about two years of development. But they knew what they were doing, they knew their engine, they were building into it, and there was a big thing coming on the horizon in the PlayStation called the PS3. Yeah. And I think they were really... I, I, I don't know if we have any quotes or if there's anything on it, but it was very important to them to have it on the PS2 and yeah. to have their whole franchise, their whole trilogy be on one system. Mm. And I think... And again, I, I couldn't find any quotes to say this, but this is just kind of me inferring with some of the things I read, uh, was that I kind of feel like they, because these games, while they do deal with some difficult, especially this game can deal with some difficult themes, their audience was a little younger than some of the other games. Like they were aiming for, I think that 8 to 15 range is kind of their main audience they were looking for. And uh, I think there was an element of like, we know that we're we're popular, but we're not, we're not the most popular. We are a little more niche on the PlayStation. I don't know if we want to be like, yeah, to finish your trilogy, go buy that uh, PS3. <laughs> that was $600 at launch. Yeah, yeah so that's like, right. I forgot about that. That's, I, think, I think there is something to that. And the fact that this only had a 10-month development cycle and that they were able to pour this story into it. And I think that's maybe where they weren't as concerned with upgrading graphics, even though it, it, I think it is smoother than, in, in a lot of areas than two uh, graphically, but they weren't concerned about it. They had a story and a conclusion they definitely wanted to say, and they wanted to make sure that the people who had played it on the system got a chance to play it. So kind of going off what Thomas was saying about, uh, about like the cutscene animations not really being that smooth. I personally didn't really mind that <laughs> uh, because I don't. I don't know what it what it was about those cutscenes. I don't know if it was like the character designs or the voice acting or anything like that. But for some reason, when I was watching the the in-game cutscenes, 
Uh, for some reason, I was imagining watching it as like a Fantastic Mr. Fox style stop motion movie, <laughs> and I was like, you know, that that makes that that makes it a lot uh, that makes it a lot better in my in my head thinking of it like that. I can see it. Well, I would have lost money. <laughs> <laughs> Just but, personally ima- so imagining think, like a Fantastic things that we've determined Mr. Fox here. style. Mason angry at PS One and N sixty four graphics. PS two graphics. Good. <laughs> I, well, I'm, well, good if we imagine them as fantastic, Mr. Exactly. Fox. <laughs> this is how Mason. Mason's like, ugh. Can I? Uh, can, Mason looks at a game. And is like, can I compare it to Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the metric that I base every single game that I play. Putting a check in the column here of all right, is it Fantastic Mr. Fox? Ooh, that's looking <laughs> yeah. like a yes. Mason's like, Call of Duty Black Ops. I'm gonna put it in the maybe column. <laughs> it's that, I, think, it's, I think George Clooney's in there somewhere. It's in that, the background. It's that. It's that uh, Twitter meme that's like guy who's only watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm getting a Fantastic Mr. Fox vibe from this. <laughs> I think, but but yeah, I actually do see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, yeah, it does have that kind of stop motion feel, which is cool. It, so. And and I I think while it is maybe limited in some of the cutscenes graphically, it does not take away from the game. No, no. That maybe is like no, absolutely. And, and I think that's a credit, especially in this game, because I, I think we've talked a little bit. About, I think one and two are also really really good games, and technically I think they do a lot of stuff. But the they, the story's good in those games. But this is such a different story. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, or at least thematically. I don't. I don't want to yeah. say such a different story in like the, the way it does. But the th- the themes are very different from yeah, the previous. Structurally, games. it's very similar to mm-hmm. two. I'm gonna be honest. Part of me does still prefer two's story. The only reason three might edge it out is because it sticks the landing a bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. two sticks the last landing like the final bit before the end credits yeah it sticks that landing mm-hmm. mm. the kind of climax and the villain for the second game i find really weak mm. and that's just a personal thing yeah that's fair whereas in three it kind of for me it sticks the whole landing yeah it's, it's got that whole 10 points so and uh i think i think we'll we'll move into gameplay here uh, mm-hmm. Before going into like the theme and the story, because I think that's what we'll bookend the ending on kind of on this thing. But yeah. into the gameplay mechanics, of this if you played a Sly Cooper game, you know how what you're doing in this game. Yes. Yeah, there are new things, there are different mechanics, there are more characters uh, control I mean, wise. There are more characters, but really only two of them are actual characters. The other two are more just gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I'm not saying that is a bad thing. Yes. Because, oh, like, yeah. uh, Penelope, for example, who's a character I really like being introduced, she just kind of does the RC stuff, which Bentley did in Sly 2. But um, since it's just her doing the RC stuff, that is playing as a new character, but it's not really adding. Yeah. It, and I am not saying that as a bad it's thing. It's still the same I mechanics, like, but I like that. Their expansion of what the characters was more. Really, I mean. It's it's Bentley. Bentley is where the expansion of the char- the the, the yeah, character Sly, gameplay mechanics. Sly Sly controls pretty much the same. Murray controls pretty much the same. Bentley. Oh shit! They crippled him. We gotta <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta give him new shit. It is a. It's wild that they they made a bold decision to be like, hey, here's this character. We're gonna paralyze him. And they do yeah. it. And they do it on screen. At the end of the second yeah. game, Bentley gets paralyzed on screen. On screen, and you you get this dynamic in this game. A, Bentley is actually 
pretty okay with himself in this game. It's more Murray <laughs> yeah. in this game that is ca- having to, to come to terms with I, th- his actions in it, which is, I, I you, you would think that they would spend more time with Bentley wrestling with like, oh, I'm never going to walk again, but Bentley's kind of okay with it in this game and like has kind of gotten over it. It's Murray who's like, I can never forgive myself, you know, for what yeah, I what which, I did. The first chapter, the, the part that deals with that, that is what sold me on, like, this mm-hmm. might be my favorite slug game. Mm. Because I love that story element. Yes. Bentley, <laughs> it's so funny to see Bentley wheelchair-bound talking to a guilt-ridden Murray, like, get over it, man, I'm over it. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who got crippled. And you know, that, that, I, it does bring up an interesting point. Is this... The first game to have a character in a wheelchair in a main playable role? I, I don't. Can't, I can't. I'm not sure. Player. I'm not going to say it is, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to say it's probably the best representation we'd gotten to that time. Probably, of, of yeah, because. Someone. <laughs> again, going back to uh, that LP channel, mm-hmm. I really like. Uh, this is actually a positive thing. He, the guy basically said when Bentley got the wheelchair, it's like, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. <laughs> Which, and that's what happened. It is. And <laughs> I, you, I, sh- you cut off my head, two more grow back, and the other one's a fucking grenade launcher. <laughs> I would love to be able to be in the room, uh, you know, with a, with a kid experiencing, a kid who is paralyzed or is uh, in a wheelchair, experiencing this on the screen for the first time. Yeah. Like, that is so cool. Like, legitimately, in this in this silly game about heist, they're immediate, they, they, they start this game off, and I know they set it up at the end of the other one, but they start this, this this character that is in a wheelchair and is not, like, fighting about it. He's okay with it. He's like, yeah, I got rocket packs now. Yeah. I can still do everything. I am okay. And that is such cool representation that I don't cool. think anything had had, uh, any, any game like this had had. And, and no, it's it just... I, it's such a cool element to this game. Yeah. yeah. It's us. I don't mean to say it's funny, but it is kind of funny because Sucker Punch's first game was like called uh, Rocket Robot on Wheels. Mm-hmm. So, hey, they brought back wheels. <laughs> they, it, I'm going to hell for that. It's anyway. all good. <laughs> uh, but it, it is... It is the, Sucker Punch had an idea for this game. And... Yeah, the, uh, it's one of the... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. It's one of the reasons why I think Sly has such a passionate fan base because... For all the flaws these games have, you can feel the passion and you, because it is such a tight knit group of people. And you can so. the, the characters. There is something just so great in this game uh, that it's just these characters grow, and that's mm-hmm. that's it, it's just awesome. But like, did you guys have any mechanical things in the game that you saw or or didn't like or loved or what you know while playing through it? it so it wasn't it wasn't something that I like totally hated or anything but it was something that took a little while to get used to was the um i can't remember what they're called in the game specifically but the bino- the binocular thing binocucom yes that the binocucom when you're doing when you're having to take pictures with it and the controls are inverted and it's they're very they're very sensitive controls and it was it was a little bit tricky to mm-hmm. like get a hang of at first but yeah. eventually i again i was Part of me was worried picking this one because this was Mason's first experience with a slug game. Like, oh shit, I'm throwing them in the deep end. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm going headfirst into into yeah. the slivers. Uh, to be fair, if you had played Sly One, that wouldn't have helped you at all. Mm-hmm. It's so radically different. It huh. is, and Sly One is. I don't want to say harder necessarily, but it is a very different. Like, it is a different well, mechanically game, and so it, it is a little more challenging in different things. Sly One is a 
pure blood platform. Yes. There's not that much stealth element. There's not a lot of... Uh, it's it mm-hmm. spies the three-hit wonder. Well, one-hit wonder, and you can get some more hit points kind of thing. Mm. Uh, two is when they get into that hybrid of making it a platformer plus a heist game. Mm. And that is where Sly, in my opinion, becomes like the best thing it could be. Yeah. I... The, the couple mechanical things on my part is... A... The improvements of Murray from two to three, he, he controls a lot better. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so here's my thing that I absolutely love that uh, three does. And yet another reason why I personally like it more than two. In two, Sly is the only one that can pickpocket people. Mm-hmm. And in that game, you have to pickpocket them, run back to the safe house, sell the shit because I guess Bentley just sells shit on the black market. And it checks out, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess they are thieves. Um, <laughs> He's got connections. He's got connections. And then you get to spend the money to buy upgrades on ThiefNet. In Sly 3, all three of them can pickpocket for one thing. Mm-hmm. And you automatically, it basically, Bentley grabs and it's like, and eBay, and sick. But, uh, <laughs> I and will say something from that that is, it's not necessarily a negative. I, I honestly don't think it's a negative at all for the game. But it is something a little bit, you had a little bit more, upgrades were a little easier to purchase in two. But I think there's a rewarding nature when you pick your upgrades in this game. Uh, that as as you as you as you have to pick and choose more precise and what you need and I actually like I don't know I just I, I really like the upgrade system even though it is really simple it's like you know take your jewels and right mm-hmm. upgrade but I, there's just something really really it's refined really well even if sometimes it's hard to get the money for it <laughs> yeah I I will admit that the price walls can be a little steep. Inside mm-hmm. three, and I think that is because it's so much easier to pickpocket now because we yes. have three characters that can do it. So. I, I think that's probably why that they upped the, the prices on a lot of them. And you, you could, in two, you could just upgrade everything. You could just boop, 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 boop. yeah. In mm-hmm. two, you could basically buy every upgrade. I don't know why you would because some of them are pretty worthless. But <laughs> but in this game, you kind of had to pick and choose. And I think there is there's a little skill element to that which I did really like. Yeah, um, I, I will say something. Both slide two and three do this, and. It, really does it really irritates me when they do it at a certain point in the game you have an upgrade that you need to buy yes like you need to purchase a certain upgrade and they only tell you like in slide three it's a couple missions before in slide two it is literally the mission of you're like you need to oh buy the i need to go get some you money need, yeah, <laughs> i need to buy the paraglider so you're like well gotta fucking grind <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is a little bit of that which is I, fine it's not the end of the world but that is no, it's not the end of the world. For, I'm the sly mm-hmm. whore. I don't mind it, but it, it is one of those things where I watch, where I play it, and I'm like, that's irritating. There's just yeah. a, there's just an intu- intuitive level of like, if you're gonna make your upgrades something that you know you're going to absolutely need, don't put it as an expensive one. Make that like, if you're gonna need it somewhere or in the game, that's the one. Just, it's like, hey, wow, that one's really cheap. I'll buy that one. Yeah, just make it as like a or hell, just make it like a story unlock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you absolutely need an upgrade, make it a story unlock. That's, yeah, we're that's just my mentality. There. It, it's just something for a little user-friendly. But again, it's it, a little grind isn't the end of the world. It's just, it is a little annoying, definitely. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Plus, if you're like me and uh, bought that upgrade anyway. Yeah, I bought where, it very early. So. Where I bought that upgrade and it was like, hey, Sly, be careful. You need this. And I was like, I got it, bitch. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> no, me. Wait, it, was, me. It, was, it was Bentley. Bentley's the one who needed the upgrade. <laughs> Yeah. God damn it, Bentley. <laughs> but I think, I definitely think that mechanically, uh, I did like the upgrades in this game. 
What do you guys think of the controls? Uh, the, oh, it, it, the, the controls are great. Yeah, I it's, think the, the controls the, are incredibly. The uh, yeah, I can't. I can't remember like what what's it called specifically when you go over to like a purple sparkly. It, thing? It's like a spire jump. Like yeah, like like stuff like that. Do, going like seamlessly from jumping in the air to like mm-hmm. perching on something to like climbing on something like completely seamlessly. It this game is very satisfying to control. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say it's the best PS2 platforming controls, but it's top tier. It's probably the best that I've played. It is uh, top tier platforming controls. I don't want to like. say it's the best. It might be my favorite just because Sly does have that thing where it's like, specifically, I think the second world, you like have a bit where you're in caves and you can literally grind on rails, mm-hmm. kill hook your cane in, swing like fucking Tarzan and then spire jump onto a little needle. And it's like, that's cool. Does Ratchet and Clank and Jack probably control better? Probably, but uh, this is more satisfying to me again. And that is something that was, re- you know, we kind of talk about, we've talked about the, the big three of uh, the PlayStation 2 platformers. and They all controlled great. There's a oh, reason yeah. they were all reviewed so well. And that, that's, you know, even going back to, you know, like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, you know, were reviewed very well and things like that. Yeah. You know, these aren't the platformers we talk about with bad platforming controls. These are the ones no. we talk about with, no, like, no, they, they made good games out of, uh, out of platformers. Uh, that then people would copy and make bad games. Right. The the uh, the other I just remembered another uh, uh, another thing that took a while for me to uh, to kind of get around. So in um, at, at one point in when you're in uh, Venice, there's a part of the level where you're where you're playing a sly and you have to follow around. Um, oh, what's his Octavio? Octavio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you follow him around to different places and you take pictures of him and. In sort of the area in Venice, there are also like a bunch of like hawk guard guys that walk around with like flashlights. Oh, the flashlight guards! Yes, and there were so many. There were so many times where I would get I would get the picture of a, of of a Octavia, and he would go on to the other thing, and I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna follow right behind him." Oh fuck! There's another hawk guard coming at me. Yeah, I. <laughs> You should have seen me the first time I played this game because I did the exact same goddamn thing. <laughs> so I would just be sneaking along, turn to his, turn to, uh, turn to his right, and just see a flashlight guard there, and it'd be like that fucking Looney Tunes bit. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, the stealth mechanics are fun in this game. They're like, very fun. They're yeah, very fun. Again, mixing stealth and platforming is good. Stealth yeah. platformers. I'm not gonna say they're all good because there's probably a couple sinkers out there that I'm not aware of, but. The, the, For the most part, they fit actually pretty well. This mixes a lot of mechanics, a lot of uh, genre stories into kind of one, and that, that's kind of really cool about it. Like, I, I, I just, you know, I just wanted to say that this game really holds. I don't want to like say holds up because the other things like, but like this game is just like, it's amazing how well this game plays. What seventeen years? About that. Yeah, seventeen years after release, and I, I just it, I was just thoroughly impressed by this game. Like that's just the thing. And again, it's not my first time playing this game, but it had been a little while since I picked up a Sly Cooper game, and uh, it just I, I kept going, "Wow, uh, this game's really fun. This game plays well." And uh, you know, 
I, I have very little complaints about like camera or platform mechanics, which are things that you know, if you have listened to this podcast and listened to me play platformers, <laughs> that I will. That there are moments when I have raged at platformers for these things. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't reached the point where you're ranting about lock on yet. I didn't really have a problem, so there was you know. Wow, I know. Is this the first platformer that we've played where you haven't no. haven't wanted to moan about lock on lock on? Yeah, I said. Oh yeah, got a couple that I'm not saying, but like again, because I think this game, while there is combat, combat is not the main importance of it, and that's where a lot of the things when I bemoan lock on, it's more about when you give me combat and you don't let me lock onto my the enemies, and that's a focal point that annoys me Mm. uh, because it's like oh. Okay, you know, I, I want when you're going to give me a swarm of enemies, I need to be able to differentiate which one I'm actually trying to attack. It also helps that there are occasions where you will have to play as Sly or Bentley and mm-hmm. fight people, but for the most part, you're play you're when you're fighting people mano a mano, you're playing as Murray. Yes, and when and you're those... fighting hordes, you're playing as Murray, and Murray takes bitch, bitches out in like two hits. So yeah, mm-hmm. and so that 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 definitely does help. I will say, just real quick, that's one of my favorite things to do in the game, is when you're playing as Murray, you can uppercut people and then fucking roundhouse kick them. <laughs> One, it's satisfying to do. Two, it's hilarious because Murray's legs are like two inches tall. So. <laughs> it is. I'm the big fat hippo. It is very satisfying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, you know, that's a that's a good good segue here. Oh my god. This game, <laughs> this game while I'm not going to say it's the most amazing script, it is very, very very well written the 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 chemistry between all the between all the characters but specifically sly and bentley is my favorite thing about this game sly and bentley's chemistry is so so much so that there's actually a moment near the end where bentley questions sly questions sly like loyalty even a little bit and then murray is basically is like what do you think sly would be doing if we were in opposite positions and bentley's like Oh, he'd be trying to save us. Yeah. He'd be trying to get in there and save us. And it's like, it is such a simple thing. Like, and I know a lot of people, a lot of fans, I, I remember going back and I remember even hearing it there that people were irritated at Bentley questioning Sly after all these movies. But like, it's in that moment that in like, these yeah, games. well, yeah, sorry. In these, these stories, in these, in these, yeah, in these games uh, here, but it, it makes so much sense. Like, yeah, you're in a tough situation here. You've gone through a lot. And yeah, I'm not saying that you're like, he's not upset at being paralyzed, but there would be moments like, oh yeah, I've gone through a lot and now I'm here and where's Sly? But then he's immediately reminded, he's one of my best friends. He's not betraying me. He's not hurting me. And it's just so well written. Like it, 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 it would be an easy moment to legitimately, I think you could have legitimate complaints if it wasn't such a good and well-written scene that it makes sense for the characters. Uh-huh. One of, one of my, my favorite pieces of dialogue in this game, it, again, going back to the, to the uh, Venice area is when uh, Sly is talking talking to Bentley and he's like, "Well, we 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 got to make sure Car- Carmelita Carmelita's okay. I mean, she's helped us out so much in the past." And Bentley's like, "And you've got a thing for her." And, he, and Sly's like, "Yeah, and I've got a thing for her." Anyway, <laughs> yeah, anyway, that doesn't matter right now. Yes, that's like uh, one of my favorites is in the Second World in Australia, where. Carmelita becomes fucking giant because a giant mask possesses her. Don't worry, it's fine. And uh, 
Sly's like, well, we got to get it off. And Bentley's like, well, I'm sure you always wanted to get closer to her. And there's no closer than getting up her, and then climbing up her boot laces. And, <laughs> and Sly's like, we need to, and like, well, it's the best idea we've got. And he's like, we need to rescue the Carmelita we all know and love. And Murray's like, I do not love her. <laughs> Point being. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think the thing that we're going to, you know, really talk about here, and this leads perfectly into it from the writing to it is this game has a theme that I don't think I've ever seen a platformer specifically do a story that has themes like this, which the theme is moving Moving on. on. Yeah. And it's, and and some of that is, I think we said the studio was at the end of uh, the PlayStation two. They were going to do things on the PS three later, but they were done with the Sly franchise. This game does put a nice bow on it. There is obviously a little bit that's like you could you could easily have a fourth one if you wanted to, and they yeah, did, and, and they did. Well, yeah. they didn't, but yeah, someone well, yeah. else. Did. Sucker Punch, I believe the exact quote was like, "We are leaving it open if another de- developer wants to continue it, and we give them our full permission, but we are done." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, they all you had to come to terms with like this baby, this thing that kind of built you up and would allow you to become what you're going to become, uh, in, with infamous and. Especially Ghost, Ghost of, of Tsushima. Tsushima. Well, considering Ghost of Tsushima is like Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> it's like to become that. But it's their baby and like they were going to leave it and let go and be on the end. And there's so much of that in this game of being like accepting things that have happened, good and bad, and moving on. You know, we have Bentley accepting his fate at the end of that one and not letting it take him down. He's going to keep going on. We have, you know, Murray throughout the, the early parts of the game having to accept what he did and a lot of it just Bentley being like, grow up. <laughs> Honestly, Murray's development in the first uh, chapter. I, again, I think the whole game's good. I think the weakest chapter is five, the pirate chapter, but that's it's not bad. Yeah. So, but that that's just a me thing, and it is also fun to literally command your own pirate ship and shoot the shit out of other things, like Assassin's Creed Black Flag is somehow <laughs> shoved into Sly Cooper three for a little bit. But uh, in the, in the first chapter, where Assassin Sly, <laughs> look, I'd play it. Uh, but in the first chapter, where Murray is a pacifist, he's like, I'm not going to hurt anyone, and. What breaks him out of his pacifism is when Don Octavio, the bitch that he is, kicks Bentley over in his fucking wheelchair. And such like, a I, move. I love this line, I'm not gonna lie. Bentley just cries out in pain, Murray help, and Murray again, I love this line so much. He breaks his necklace a piece and goes, I'll floss my teeth with your spine. <laughs> it's so good. It's such an out of place. Line for this such for such a cartoony world, and it's well, you so say that good. But like earlier on, he, Don Octavius said, "I'm going to scoop Bentley's brains out and use them to plant my tomato garden." And Sly said, "I'm going to knock out your teeth one at a time and make you eat them." And I don't make empty threats. What is it with this car- cartoony ass game with these like? They what, what did they are, let in? A, did they let in a like a someone who wrote Conquered? They are the <laughs> best of friends, and that means that they will fight for each other. Yeah, and this I think you see a lot of that, which is great when you lead into when you lead into the moment when Sly has to con- basically confront the killer. <laughs> yeah, Sly has not the killer, but yeah, but it's pretty big it, on his life. But yeah, okay. So for those who don't know. 
in chapter three, in each chapter of Sly, there are uh, six chapters overall. Mm-hmm. In uh, most of them, you get a you get a team member in each one. In the first chapter, you get back Murray, and again he threatens to floss his teeth with on Octavio's spine. God damn, I love that line. <laughs> it's so out of fucking nowhere, and it's, it's great. So good. <laughs> in the second one, you get Murray's guru who helps him out, and uh. Okay, fuck it. I am just going to say their name. SGB, Super Gaming Brothers. That's the name of the LP channel I like. Mm. And they had the joke that every time Guru would say something, they're like, what did you say about my mother? Because <laughs> you can't understand him. That's mm-hmm. the joke with Guru is that no one can understand. Yes. I, everyone can understand him except the audience. Right. And I find that very funny. I, I, that's, a, that, that's one of my favorite cliches. Yeah. And in the third world is when it starts getting interesting because you uh, recruit Penelope. Who, I love Penelope. I love Penelope. Such a good character. And she starts f- blossoming a romance with Bentley. Not at that moment. Because <laughs> they catfish each other. Which Jesus. again, yeah. is so fucking funny. It's so good. They're both... <laughs> they both catfish each other. And it's wow. fucking great. Because Murray... Not Murray, Bentley... Has like his head photoshopped in this muscular ass body. And Penelope has it photoshopped on this supermodel body. But it's so obviously fake. There's literally tape around. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like the funniest episode of Catfished. <laughs> Years but, before Catfish became a thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, at the end of that one, Penelope actually turns out to be the bad guy. She turns out to be the Black Baron. Mm-hmm. Because it turns out it was a disguise to be in this flight competition. And uh, she ended up becoming so good that the Black Baron essentially ended up becoming another identity. Wow. But then Sly kicked her ass and she's like, all right, all right, you win. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get to chapter four and Sly's like, all right, Bentley, who do we recruit next? Uh, well, we need an explosives expert. The only one we know that's good enough is the Panda King. I was going to say, the badger from Fantastic Mr. Fox, played by Bill Murray, was not available. (laughs) Sadly not. So who we need is the Panda King. And Sly... The the cutscenes, the comic book cutscenes, which I love, mm-hmm. I love the comic book cutscenes, are done from Sly's narration, and his narration when Bentley suggests the Panda King is like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> it's a, I have to go recruit who? What do you, no? What do you mean? It's so good because then it's Sly's dialogue when he confronts the Panda King that is. So good. Yeah, I forget the exact line, but it's basically something like he basically says something because of course the Panda King, despite also is like, no, I'm not going to be with you. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, because the Panda King hates the Cooper lineage, Mm. but uh, the Panda King has also turned over a life of crime Mm -hmm. because the new villain, General Sao, yes, he is a chicken, (laughs) uh, is basically taking over his village and forced him to be exiled, Mm -hmm. and so he has just been. In his own mind, constantly reliving the moment of his defeat at the hands of Cooper. So he hates him. Mm-hmm. They both hate each other. Mm. And Sly's basically just like, we're never going to like each other. But this is all in the past. Yeah, he, he basically goes like, you've been replaying this moment of your defeat for years now. It's sad and miserable. But we can move on together. We don't have to like it. But we can move on. One of the great themes in this, and especially this, uh, there's, it's not a scene of, Sly's not forgiving the Panda King for what he's done. I think, 
I think that's what a lot of people who don't like this mm-hmm. uh, development. I think that's what a lot of people miss. I think yeah. Is that Sly's not forgiving. He's Panda not King. forgiving. He's not. He's, he's, he's not saying we're not going to hate he, each other. He's not. He's not even like. Uh, he's not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will never forgive you for what you did to my father. But I'm going to move on. And the Panda King has to move on as well. Mm. And God damn, it's, it is. It is powerful because it's. It's a. It, it is a great moment. Uh, in this and really setting up the rest of the game the going forward of like the, you know what uh there is there is an element that in kind of the meta-ness to it that is you maybe aren't expecting this you're maybe expecting and hoping that we were going to be doing this franchise forever or a long time and doing a lot and you're gonna have to move on <laughs> yeah and it it's so good that the villain in this chapter general sao is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. He is stuck in the past. He is obsessed with the past. He hates uh, anything that is not his lineage. He wants to essentially corrupt mm-hmm. the Panda King's lineage by marry by forcing his daughter to marry him. Yeah. Wow. He wants and to he's... control it, and and it is a great mirror image of what we're going through at that point. Yeah. Which also leads to my favorite gameplay thing again it leads to my favorite boss battle in the game because you literally do a crouching tiger hidden dragon ass battle with him because the spirits of martial arts are in this forest so you literally get some crouching tiger hidden dragon ass flying martial arts fight with general sao and it's fucking great it is so good if i had a nickel for any for every game that thomas has suggested that we've ended up playing that i've wanted to keep playing afterwards you'd have two nickels i'd have pl- i'd have i'd have two, yeah i'd have plenty of nickels actually I've, i feel like that's happened that's fair very often yay i pick good games <laughs> occasionally <laughs> it's like i i i'm perfectly fine with like the video games that i grew up with i think i I wouldn't trade those memories for for anything. However, there are a few times where I where especially since we've done this, where I play these games and I'm like, man, I wish I played these before. There's, but this is the thing that's great about this game and its theme and the thematics that it goes through is they also made this game more replayable than previous previous slides with online stuff, with multiplayer stuff, with different things on it that you could do. Uh, and, and go back to it because I think they knew that their audience maybe wouldn't understand the themes on the first playthrough, and that's why there were a lot of people that a lot of fans that were kind of disappointed in this game yeah. that have now gone back and played this and they go, oh, yeah. The amount I think Sean brought it up uh, before we started recording the amount of YouTube essays where it's like ten years earlier, slide three is a disappointment. Uh, like six months ago, what the fuck? We were wrong. <laughs> there, there's a lot of it, and I think they knew that their story might be a little hard to digest coming off of Sly 1 and 2. So by making it replayable and something that, like, if in the gameplay is still fun, that, you know, okay, I'm going to sit down and retry it. I played this game. Wow, why is this story hitting me more now that I'm older? Oh, I see what you were doing here. I see what you're trying to say. And... Look, that's tremendous, tremendous credit to the the writing team uh, of this game. That like yeah. to, to be able to make a game that maybe doesn't hit, but when you come back, you're like, you really feel it. Is it's just a, it's just a great and, achievement. And again, going back to the themes, you know who else is always stuck in the past? Doctor M, the main villain. Yes, his whole thing is that he was the brains of Sly's father's team, and he. He is going through what Bentley is going through. They admittedly don't do a lot with that, 
it's kind of just brought up like once. Mm-hmm. But again, I personally don't mind it per se. It, it wasn't needed necessarily. It, it wasn't. It wasn't considering needed. where they took Bentley. There wasn't necessarily a need for a mirror image. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with Doctor M, he is stuck in the past. He hates Sly's father, and he wants his treasure. Mm. And spoilers, that's what ends up killing him. Mm-hmm. But with Sly, Bentley, Murray... Well, not Murray. Mur- Murray likes the past, but he's like, oh, I'm willing to move on. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> he doesn't exactly get much out of it. He gets the van back. That's cool. Yay. <laughs> That's another line I love. It, it is the fourth chapter, and at the end of the second game, they lose the van in Antarctica. Uh, because, of course, they were in Antarctica. Yes. <laughs> but... Where else would they be? But what else could, would you be doing if you were a hippo, well, a, fo- uh, 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 a fox, and a... Uh, uh, he's a raccoon. A raccoon, raccoon, sorry. And, and, and a, a turtle. <laughs> but uh, as the van shifts away, in chapter four, it ends up somehow in China, and they just explain it with Penelope going, with the currents, I guess it makes sense. Wow. <laughs> and it, Murray's response, even though there's like an army of people, is like, hold on, baby, mama's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to, to to pull off and finish kind of our, our conversation on this is this game ends happily. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a happy ending at first, but when you think about it, yeah. Because yeah. so how the game ends essentially is Sly goes into the Cooper vault. This is what they've been building up for the whole game. And it's just empty. I mean, there's a bunch wow. of... I mean, not empty, empty. There's a bunch of treasure. There's a bunch of traps and all that. But all of it is essentially meaningless. Mm-hmm. Even the music at this point, which the music in this game is fucking goaded. It is very good. Oh, yeah. Music's is great. great. The but, sound... Is, sorry, but... Uh, just no, you're fine. The sound design in this game uh, is... Uh, in general, is fantastic, especially when you're like sneaking up behind enemies or you're crawling under things and he does that... Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. I, Loved that. Yeah, it's great. I scratched it's, an itch. It's so good. I love that. But even the music at this part is empty. It's dark. It's foreboding because Sly kind of realizes that all the Cooper lineage has is this treasure, but they're all gone. What does this treasure mean? It doesn't mean jack shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he finally has his confrontation with Dr. M. And even though part of me likes this, part of me doesn't, but for the most part, I like it. Sly doesn't beat Dr. M. I mean, he was going to, but Carmelita comes in. Mm-hmm. Which, how have we gone this far without mentioning Carmelita? It's kind of Outside surprising. of a little bit, and, and that Sly loves her. <laughs> yeah, Sly really likes Carmelita. And it's, it's, yeah, she likes him back. It's not made evident in this game, per se, but in the previous game, it's like, yeah, yeah, they like each it's other. Kind of that, I mean, they end up with each other, basically. Well, so. I meant before this. Yeah. It's, it's kind of that uh, Ocean's Eleven, like, bad guy, good girl type of well-they-won't-they they type thing that mm-hmm. I really love. Yeah, but... Uh, I can't be with you because you're a, you're a bad person. I'm a bad person because I love you. I love that shit. Anyways. Right. Um, but uh, Dr. M, basically, he's like, well, I can't beat you, but you have a weakness, and aims at Carmelita, and Sly just goes, not her takes the hit and just takes a big fucking hit and something i like is carmelita isn't at this point like i'm gonna arrest you she's like no one hurts my fucking ringtail yeah. <laughs> she beats the shit out of him wow it's and it's really good uh she goes up to sly and he has amnesia and it's like well, what 
he's like, I genuinely don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. And Carmelita's like, you're my partner. Let's get out of here. Wow. And because at this point, she's like, this is my chance for a new beginning. Because she loves Sly. She does. But again, as Mason said, bad guy, good girl can't get along. But mm-hmm. with this... You could see it as manipulation, but meh. I, I, I mean, you like, could, but I think it was all. It, it's kind of the nail that like it's like I will help you remember. We're together. We're gonna move on. Yeah. Plus, there it it's made okay by the ending because mm-hmm. Doctor M dies. Uh, the ki- the thing collapses on him. The Cooper Volt collapses in on him, kills him instantly. And Sly made it out, but he's with Carmelita. So the Cooper gang are like. Well, now what? Like, and so they all go their separate ways. The Panda King uh, has retaken his village, and he now runs it nicely. He's not a tyrant anymore. Demi- Murray becomes a race car driver. Murray becomes a race car driver. It's so good. <laughs> with the van. That's what cracks me up. It's not with a race car or whatever. He, he becomes a race car driver with the van, and they make a joke like, he had a record number of crashes, but... <laughs> Coming along, uh, coming along the corner, the fourth corner, it's... It's a van. <laughs> but, uh... It's a... What's a van doing here? Bentley and Penelope. Bentley, Bentley and Penelope end up together uh, and end up becoming the guardians of the Thievius Raccoonus, yep. which wow. is the big book where Sly gets all of his information. And they mm-hmm. mention they're working on a time machine. Yep, which will come back in the fourth game. Yay. Uh, That's, that was the basically there. We're going to put a full ribbon on our game. But if someone wants to come back in, here is your way to come if, back if in. If someone wants to come back in, we can loosen the we the, can loosen the bow, the a bow just a little. Bit. Here yeah. is your way to do without without continuing our story necessarily. You a new path for a new one. Uh, the guru again just goes back to vibe. Dimitri as officially friends. Yeah, we forgot to mention Dimitri from the second game. Mm-hmm. Is, he's the last person you recruit again. He, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He only gets like two levels in the game. so He <laughs> leaves to become a scuba diver. Yeah, he becomes a scuba diver because his whole thing is his underwater training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Bentley constantly is keeping eyes on Sly and Carmelita because he's Sly is still his friend. But the thing that makes it good is at the end of the game, Bentley's like, like Bentley's kind of like, well, at least they're happy together. But Sly turns around, stares right at Bentley, and winks. Winks. Mm. He's faking his amnesia. Wow. That's how it, it's so good. Wow. And God. again, because Carmelita and Sly's relationship is ultimately one last job. And it's a job that will... I I know we do have the fourth game, which has its own thing, but I always assumed they just kind of figured it out. Like, mm-hmm. Carmelita figured out that Sly didn't actually have amnesia, and they were just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been with each other for like five fucking years. <laughs> yeah. This game rocks. The story rocks. Uh, I think, you know, there's a reason that our final game of each season is one of our absolute favorite all-time games. Mm. And, you know, you know, sound issues aside, it was awesome to talk about Prince of Persia at the end of last season, one of my top games. And then this season, Thomas ending it with uh, Sly, Sly 3. Yeah. Also, just great, great stories. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. we've mentioned it, so I guess I will talk about it real quick because I'm sure... All two people who care about my opinions on Sly Cooper are curious. Thieves in Time is fine. Mm. I don't... Thieves in Time is interesting because it may actually be my favorite one gameplay-wise. Mm. Like, it has basically the best of both worlds of 2 and 3. 
but oh my god, that story cocks it up a fat one. Yeah, wow. And That's its big I, problem. I really do not like the story of four. It starts off fine and gets really bad really fast but ouch that's a story for another time that is just mm-hmm. my opinion if we ever decide to cover sly four you will you will hear me a lot ra- less praise of the story yeah that's a uh, that's a thieves in another time <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> do you i did <laughs> but yeah that's sly three honor among thieves And on this podcast, we like to ask two important questions of every game that we play. The first is, how does this game hold up? I mean, I'm possibly biased, but... (laughs) Very, very well. It's probably... I'm trying to think of, like, the other PS2 games that we've played. I think it's probably the one that's aged the best. It's up there. It's up there, sir. Uh, It's it's aged incredibly well. Very Uh, well. There's very little... And, again, it's not as old as some of the games we've played, but it's still, you know, we're coming up on Mm -hmm. two decades at this point. Uh, Christ. I don't don't love... Like the the PS2's graphics, but the way that this the uh, the way that Sly Three cell shading so yes and the, that, the, that. the way the way it uh, uses the technology is really really well. Again, Sucker Punch knew their limitations and they yes. knew the limitations of the system, so they worked around it really damn well. Absolutely, it, it, it's just it's fantastic, uh, and it, I, it holds up exceptionally well. Which yes, again, Sly. Again, possibly bias. Sly Three is one of my favorite games ever. Of course, I'm going to say it holds up well, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it, it's I, replayable. It is. It, it's it's replayable. I personally think it's actually structured better than Two as well, which mm-hmm. is why I prefer it. Two structured really good, but there's a couple chapters where you just stay in the same location for two chapters in a row. Mm-hmm. Whereas in uh, in this game, each chapter, even though there's less chapters, each chapter is a new location, mm-hmm. and I think that helps kind of the pace. I think it about. does, but yeah, I think overall, like the, we've we've sung its praises the entire podcast, and so yeah, it 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 holds up. It holds up very well. The second question we ask of every game that we play: Would you like to see a remake or a reimagining of this game in a modern setting? Oh boy. Sucker punch, I'm on my knees. Sony, <laughs> Sony I'm on my knees. I like the amount of I times, ju- every time there's a PlayStation uh, event, the amount of, there, there's a small group online that is just always like, Sly, Sly, I, knees. I, look, would I take it like from the ground up remake of this? Uh, would I take a ground up remake of the whole trilogy, like the Insane trilogy or the Reignited trilogy? Yes. Yeah, I'd put money down for that, like in a heartbeat, but... I just want more. <laughs> I, I I know, like I said, thieves and this this game wraps up this trilogy perfectly. We've been on a cliffhanger for ten fucking years at this point. Yeah, thieves and yeah, time. Wow. It, it ends on a cliffhanger. I just need something. If you reboot the fucking series, I don't care. Just do something. Just get, yeah, just, just give us something other than a twentieth anniversary T-shirt and a poster, a yeah. sick poster, but one I never got. Fuck. I <laughs> just something. I would love a reignited uh, uh, insane trilogy uh, type. Reimagining. See, I so I I would like it from the uh, from the ground up remake of the of the trilogy. I don't know if I would like it in that style though, because well, it doesn't I'm, have to be. Well, that well, I, I'm, I'm just, imagining I'm imagining Sly Cooper with like realistic looking. No, fur no, 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 no. Th- I th- see. I I'm more mean like 
a ground up remake. Yeah. Think, think, just just in general. Right. If I'm talking visual style, I think Crash Four mm-hmm. is more the direction think I'd how go. How the reignited trilogy still took a lot of the goofiness of the Spyro characters and just but just made them in a more modern graphics setting yes. of it. And yes. so that's the same sort of thing. I think it would keep still the cel shaded look, but you know, you could make faces look good you know you can yeah make you, could, you could better. make you could make them move a little better you could maybe really bring out that angular style that yes. i love because i possible bias taken coming i fucking love angular styles yes. in animation so mm-hmm. uh but yeah the i i would love a reboot like i think that's the thing i would love to see them do is just reboot either if they're not going to do a, like a full ground up remake reboot it from the you know reboot and start again yeah i know people will be pissed at that i probably would be too if i heard it but at this point it's something but it's something and we have a good trilogy that mm-hmm. is very accessible now uh, it's the same thing like like right now uh think think that uh, later this year we're about to get our fourth technical reboot of prince of persia yeah uh so, you know it's and that, that doesn't take away from the good games that have come from. I would like to just see them further this franchise, and yeah, I think that's the I, I, cause I, considering the negativity around four. Uh, I don't know if five would be <laughs> no I, a great choice. Would, would I be devastated that the original Sly Cooper timeline ends on a cliffhanger? Sure, but at the end of the day, they're not going to continue on with mm-hmm. five. They're just not so. A reboot or a from-the-ground-up remake of the first three games is probably the best thing mm-hmm. we're getting, and it's what I personally would like. Would I kill for a Sly Cooper 5? Yeah, probably. I already have the blood on my hands. But, <laughs> like... The thing that would be interesting if they did a gr- from-the-ground reboot like uh, the Insane Trilogy, like the, when that happened, and if there was the popularity, if that same studio was then like, we're going to make a real four. <laughs> so I wonder if that would, that would be fucked, but because that's that's basically what happened for how we got Crash Four. <laughs> I mean, that's also how we got Sly Four mm-hmm. because they did those HD remasters, and then that had a teaser for Sly Four on it. Mm-hmm. So in a in a in a perfect world. What I would love is for, uh, is for all three of the Sly games to go multi-platform so that my Xbox have an ass can play them more often. But I, that's probably not going to happen. Yes, yeah, so Sucker Punch is entirely PlayStation. Yeah, I figured they are. They are very, very PlayStation. Yeah. I'm not bitter at all. I like having an Xbox. Dang it! I like my. Uh, well, I like my Forza. Yes. <laughs> I do actually. I, I will stand by it. But yeah, I think if you can take anything from this podcast, is no, this no. game rocks. Sly, Sly Cooper doesn't get put on Forza, but they do put the fucking van in. Uh, Sly Cooper doesn't get put on Xbox, but they put the fucking van in Forza. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, considering the van and setup, I'm surprised they're what they didn't do a racing game. I'm surprised nobody tried to well, make a racing game because Jack got a racing game, Crash got a racing game, Jack Mario got a racing got a game, racing Crash game. Or, but. With Sly, there there wouldn't be anything. It'd be all three of the gang members are in the fucking van. So yeah. it'd be like, ooh, Sly's in control now. It's still the van. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they made Diddy Kong racing. You could make anything off of it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there are there are racing mini games in the first game. Mm-hmm. They're not great, but <laughs> but yeah, that's Sly three. I love this goddamn game. <laughs> what do you guys think? Is this your favorite of the franchise? But which or which one is? Let us know. Send us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. 
This is the end of Season 2. We're going to take a little bit of a break before we start Season 3. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of fun stuff. So, you know, if you want to send us an email, tell us what you think about this season. Maybe uh, either we'll have a special episode in between where we read those, or, you know, maybe it'll be something at the beginning of Season 3. That's a possibility. Uh, You can always find uh, more of our stuff uh, and our other podcasts, What the Bleep Are You Watching and How the Bleep Would We Do It, over on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash whatthebleep. Patreon.com slash whatthebleep. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. We're so happy uh, that we've been able to do this and continue to do this. And We're now two seasons in. We We haven't had a dick comment yet, so... I, I still appreciate all of you. Yes. We will uh we'll be back next season. I liked it.